0: You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast.
1: the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbings and Matt Smith. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 161 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me, as always, in the kitchen studio this week is my co-host, Matt Smith. Well, hello, everyone. Greetings, hello. Greetings morning, <laughs>
2: afternoon, <laughs> evening. Yes, good Whatever morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Another day gone. Another day gone. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes I, mu- I feel I feel I must apologise for our slightly tardy start today. Um, I had a Windows 10 update that uh, <laughs> basically killed my computer. So, uh, oh dear. Yes, uh, update with caution, ladies and gentlemen. Update with caution. Well, we, we have got
1: sort of tech tech people everywhere in the, on we the have, show today, yes, really, and absolutely. in the chat room as well. Yeah. So, yeah. welcome everyone who is in the chat room joining us this evening. We've got uh, loads of people who have joined us for the show tonight. We've got. Let's have a look through the list here. We've got we've got Owen. Our, uh, our Harpjet uh, chap Owen's in there. We've got uh, Neville Bounds, Liz Piper, Captain Jeff's in there, Mash is in there. Uh, we have got Matthew Bunting, frame uh, in there ooh. as well. Uh, who we have got we got? Matt Caton, whoever that is. Don't know who that Dunno, is. Don't know, never heard of him. Uh, Mariana, Richard King, Philip Davis. Have uh, I missed anyone out, guys? Help me here. I'm going through, scrolling through the list here. Uh, Neville, I said, didn't I? Mr. Bounds is in. Um, I think I've got everyone there. Liz Piper. If I missed anyone out, one, I'm awfully sorry. Oh, Micah's in as well. Don't forget Micah. Our blue blue spanner of... Um, blue spanner of death. Of death, yeah. Well, we've got Mike's two because we've got, got, we've got NevTech Industries as well. So you join us then. It is Friday night, the 21st of April, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just gone past 22 minutes past 7. Yes. Sorry. sorry, my fault. My fault, ladies and gentlemen. My fault. Please please my gentlemen. But uh, we have got a guest joining us on the show. This I do season. enjoy a studio guest. I know a studio yes. guest. He's come all the way over here. It's at least what six, seven miles from where he lives. Is that what it Lo- Louestoff? No. Lou you No, know, it's down at the bottom of your road. Are you a are you a We're neighbours. Are we? Yeah, yes. literally. And he's... Uh, Are, yeah. we? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Are we? Yes. So he's uh, So he's, uh, he's joined us here. You all should know him. He's our T-shirt uh, uh. promotion person on our <laughs> website. Hello, everybody. So uh, <laughs> welcome, welcome Matt Caton onto the show.
0: Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure. Thank
1: uh, you. I know. It's very kind of you to come over. We, we fed you and everything this evening. But I will say, just for the I benefit... If he was in I, I could have picked him up rather than... For the, for the benefit of everyone who's uh, who's obviously a listener of APG, will mm-hmm. know that the guys over there at APG don't half-mind a beer when they're doing well, the yes, that is true, yes. And, and we've not got mm. just... Any old beer, but the beer that I've got here in this glass Mm. was brewed by our guest this evening.
0: Indeed, absolutely. Yeah, he brewed it all himself. do, Do you have a name for it? Um, This is the PTUK Pilsner Oh Oh, I see I like it PTUK Pilsner Oh dear I've got to make some labels now (laughs) Absolutely
2: And it is an
1: extremely nice beer I wonder if we can take some out to Pittsburgh (laughs) I don't even know (laughs) how that works Can we? Is that allowed? You can take it to Pittsburgh As long as it's in the case I suppose As long as you don't try and sell it no, no, okay. no we won't try like, and sell no, it. Absolutely, but it's a lovely beer. So we, we've got we've got beer mm. courtesy of our guests yeah. season, which is lovely. Yes,
2: and because I'm because dri- I'm driving, mm. look, I'm Matt, on the Matt's got um, alcoholic yeah. orange juice. Mm. Yes, what a yeah. treat! Hey, anyway, yes.
1: Yes, yeah, so uh, so welcome everyone. As I said, uh, we've got loads of news to get through tonight, and we've got. Uh, uh, I should say they're getting very excitable
2: in the chat room here because oh, really? it's like not only is your male model, but you also brews beer. I mean, there are several people Duh. in this chat room who've gone into full meltdown
1: mode as a, as a result. Oh, good so. evening, Jonathan Warner. Nah. He's joined us in the chat room. Mm. Hello to you as well. Uh, uh, sorry, yes, did you want to carry on? Yes, yeah, so we, I, like I, I did mean to interrupt. Sorry. Uh, like, uh, as I said, we've got, <laughs> lots of news. Uh, we've got lots of news. We've got lots of news. We've got lots of. Interesting news stories this week. Uh, we haven't got a segment from Pip. He's uh, gone AWOL. I, is he? uh, yeah, I, I, well, I, I messaged Pip earlier today, mm. and I just haven't had any reply at all, unfortunately. So um, I don't know where Pip is. He's probably somewhere in the in the, yeah. in He's probably Europe. In the air somewhere. In your, yeah. Yeah. He might even be in the air. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That. So well. I suppose you better start the show. Yes, okay. As we do each week with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're ready, Matt. I am indeed. And if you're ready, uh, Matt. Yes. (laughs) Let's go. So kicking off this week's first news story on the Verge.com website this one and the headline watch this all electric flying car take its first test flight in Germany and we've been looking at the story before we start the show and watched the video which they've got on here of this electric flying car and I have to say it looks quite good. Uh, so it's uh, a, li- a Lilium, Lilium, Lilium jet compl- uh, claims it can reduce travel headaches with a network of vertical takeoff and landing aircraft or VTOL. So the flying cars, uh, that dream of futurists that always seem to be at least five years away, maybe a little closer. Uh, a lot of prototypes have been showcased recently and a lot of money has been tossed around. More people than ever seem to buy into the crazy notion that the near future will be buzzing around rooftops in private autonomous drones. Today, Munich-based Lilium Aviation announced an important milestone, the first test flight of its all-electric two-seater vertical takeoff and landing VTOL prototype. In a video which you'll be able to see on uh, on the YouTube stream now if you're watching in the chat room, uh, the video so- shows the aircraft uh, taking off vertically uh, like a helicopter then accelerating at the forward flight using wing borne lift. The craft is powered by 36 separate jet engines mounted on its 10 meter long wings via 12 movable flaps. At takeoff, the flaps are pointed downwards to provide vertical lift and once airborne, the flaps gradually tilt to a horizontal position providing forward thrust. During the tests, the jet was piloted remotely but its operators say the first manned flight is close at hand. Lillam claims that uh, its electric battery consumes around 90% less energy than drone-style aircraft, enabling the aircraft to achieve a range of 300 kilometres, or 183 miles, with a maximum cruising speed of 300 kilometres per hour, or 183 miles per hour. That's pretty nippy. Uh, in many ways, electric-powered aviation is still in its infancy. Electric cars with 1,000-pound batteries generally max out at 300 miles per charge. The most sophisticated electric aircraft a day can barely muster an hour aloft at 99 miles per hour, and that's without vertical takeoff and landing. But Patrick Nathan, co-founder of Lilum Jet and startup uh, head of a calculation and design, said their battery technology will get the job done. It's the same battery that you can find in any Telsa. I think Telsa, that's... Um, yeah, they, they make cars the and cars, stuff. The cars, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the concept that they're fitting uh, lift... Or fi- fi- the concept is that uh, we are lifting with our wings as soon as we progress into the air with, uh, with velocity, which makes our aeroplane very efficient uh, compared to other flights. Uh, they have an extremely low power consumption. Safety is a major emphasis at Lillam, uh, he added, while the startup is working toward having its aircraft piloted autonomously, it intends to use human pilots in the meantime. Uh, there will be parachutes on board as well, something called the Flight Envelope Protection System, which prevents pilots from performing maneuvers or flying the aircraft beyond safe flight parameters. The plan is to eventually build a five-passenger version of the craft. So anyone who dreams of a minivan version of the Jetsons flying car, this craft is for you. And naturally, Lillam envisions the aircraft uh, used in dense urban areas and an on-demand capacity. So pull out your smartphone, book a seat, and make your way to the nearest launch pad. Um, So there we go. I mean, you've seen the pictures on uh, the... uh, while well, well, we've been reading the story, Matt's been putting the pictures on there, so you have a little uh, look at it there. But uh, the that story. That last what paragraph,
0: uh, that brings up visions of white van men flying around London. Oh, no. In so the sky. Any, anyone oh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like the sound of that. Anyone <laughs> who dreams of a minivan version of the Jetsons flying car, just I'm thinking...
1: No, yeah. <laughs> Amazon
0: <laughs> deliveries. So yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yes, that's yeah, that would be a
1: good, good uh, craft for Amazon to use to deliver packages. I suppose you would better well, get a lot so. of packages in there. Yeah, but they, they won't like them.
2: it because it involves a human. N- yeah, you know they're they're trying to give those up, aren't they? That's You'd why they're trying to do them. their own sort of uh, uh, courier services and things, isn't it? So uh, you know the whole idea of the drones is you aren't having to pay someone to drive it around. You just hit the go button and the computer It'll will be able to see how
1: much these these are going to cost you know if they do eventually make bring these into um, to full use mm. whether they I don't expect they'll be cheap a good point a good point anyway on to the next, next story, story.
2: Uh, this is on the mail online website and the headline is easyjet pay up after kicking joe wood over off overbooked flight ex-wife of rolling stone ronnie is given 747 pounds compensation so this is a bit of a shock isn't it it's uh... well we
1: had the united did not we we had yes. the, the incident with united mm. a few weeks before so yes
2: so joe wood who, who will get 747 pounds worth of compensation after she was left stranded in spain when easy jake kicked he, kicked her off an overbooked flight the ex-wife of rolling stone guitarist ronnie wood oops <laughs> uh, who had spent who had spent a romantic Easter weekend at a holiday home with her boyfriend had looked had booked flights from Mer, Mer, is it mercia. mercia mercia to uh, Gatwick on Tuesday and checked in at the airport but when the couple went to board they were told that they there was room for only one of them <laughs> and were not offered another flight either that evening or the following day As they had to work the next morning, the uh, the 62-year-old and partner, Paul Scarborough, 53, were forced to fork out another £460 on flights with rival company, Ryanair. They did not uh, (laughs) arrive home until about 1am, eight hours later than they were supposed to have done. But after the mail contacted EasyJet yesterday, the budget airline got in contact with Miss Wood to tell her that she would be fully compensated. The uh, mother of three will be g- given a full refund for the Ryanair flight, £167 for her easy jet flights and £120 for a taxi to her home <laughs> in North London, making it a total of £747. The businesswoman who founded an organic beauty brand said that they picked on the wrong person, (laughs) didn't they? Uh, Pickled, uh, uh, sorry, picked on the wrong woman, they did. Uh, They must have thought uh, she won't complain. She looks very sweet. She hasn't got any luggage, so we don't have to drag her luggage off the flight. That's fine. We'll pick on that girl, Joe. Little did they know. Miss Woods, who said that she uses EasyJet like a bus, also lamented, That airlines are not as professional as they used to be. She said that I think it's terrible unless you're paying top dollar for your first class seat. Uh, But uh, I go to Spain all the time to my house in Mercia Mercia, uh, and I'm not going to pay top money. I use them like a bus. Uh, Years ago, you used to have to buy your ticket. Uh, and when you did you had your ticket in your hand you owned that seat on the plane they're not like that anymore Uh, now they feel that they can bump you off if nobody isn't as fortunate sorry if somebody isn't as fortunate as I am uh, how do they get home they could lose their job what if they have kids you can't do that to people you just can't treat people like that an EasyJet spokesman said that we're sorry to hear of Miss Wood's experience and would like to sincerely apologise for the inconvenience Uh, whilst there is one seat available we understand that she wanted to fly home with her travel companion we have met, we have been in contact with miss wood directly to apologize
1: now <laughs> liz piper's put that uh, nev knows nothing of this type of
2: treatment. no no absolutely because he, no. he he flies uh, with a decent airline yes. all the time yeah absolutely i i don't know i mean it's i i, I get really confused because the thing is is if you get bumped i don't understand how they bump people from planes because it's like this whole overbooking thing really confuses me. To a degree, I understand why they do it because they're trying to edge their bets, and there's always so many people that don't. Well, in almost all. You know, every now and again, I suppose you do have everyone turn up. But a lot of the time, you've got these, these flights, and people. I don't know. I, 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 it's just you've already bought the ticket, they've charged you for it. If you. If you, you know, they've already had their money for that seat.
0: You think there's a contract of sale? There. Yeah, I so think
2: so. Yeah, so if you've mm. paid for it, but yeah, there's yeah. there's very clever terms and conditions, isn't there, that basically says, well, we can more or less do, do what we like. Do you know one, like, thing, but
1: one thing I've noticed, and you'll agree with me here, probably. definitely, is ever since the United story hit the hit the uh, headlines yeah. a few weeks ago now, yeah. With yeah, the we're hearing all about... Every story now is, but then is, you, the, is you all you see, I,
2: I maintain that there was still the same level of aircraft-related incidences. Mm. But they just didn't make the press.
1: But they never made the press.
0: Mm.
2: But because of a silly little inc- incident, you know, not a million miles away, f- away from where Mr Warner lives. <laughs> um, there was sort of, you know, it, it, it's, it's like it's sort of hitting hitting the headlines because everybody's oh, suddenly yeah. really interested in it. It sort of almost sparked the media's interest in it, and this is this is no different. I don't think you've never been kicked off a
0: flight, have you? I've never been kicked off. No, no. Have you ever been know. bumped? No, bumped off no. She didn't get a lot of compensation, did she? Well, I suppose. I think, well, I think I, it's a nice I, number.
2: I, I mean, I, the the only reason I'd say I'm all right with that because she got 160 pounds compensation, but they did pay for her other flight
1: and a taxi and, and the taxi.
2: taxi. So I suppose so it was those bits plus 167 pounds. Be. I suppose you know, so she wasn't out of pocket, and she had a small handful of moolah. Um, you know, for I mean, it wasn't enough, but it you know, it's enough for a meal out with hubby. You know, depending on where you eat. <laughs> but, uh,
1: yes. And just to say, no, it's not. Uh, she's not doing your dishes, Micah. Uh, we've, got, we've got a dishwasher. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, yeah. He's, yeah.
2: he's currently doing a, a PTUK radio show. But, exactly, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I quite, I quite like the figure that she got, actually. 747. 747. 747. Nice figure, that.
0: They made that up. I know. I'm sure.
1: Oh, a bit delayed A bit, there. Late,
0: a bit late there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Never mind. Oh, so actually the next story then, uh, Matt, is, uh, is for you to read.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, very fitting. It's a Virgin, virgin picture there. I don't yeah. know if uh, Matt can put the picture up. I can. I, I, I'm clever like that. There um, you go. <laughs> virgin America <laughs> took delivery of the first Airbus A320neo-A. CFM Leap 1A powered variant. You made me read all that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, he power. does that, yeah. Because uh, that's who you are. During a Thursday handover ceremony in Hamburg, Germany, uh, Airbus announced joint FAA-EASA certification of the Leap-powered A321neo on March the 1st. Two and a half months after a Pratt & Whitney PW-1100G powered version gained its approval. Do you know what that means? Pratt and Whitney, yes, the engine type that's on the aircraft. Good. Mm. (laughs) The first first Pratt-powered version remains undelivered, however, as Airbus continues to grapple with its engine's maturity issues. Alaska Air Group subsidiary um, Virgin America currently operates a fleet of 63 Airbus A320 family aircraft consisting of A319S and A320S. powered by CFM56 5B turbofans. The airline, which agreed to lease 10 A321 NEOs from GECAS in December 15th, plans to put its first NEO into service on May 31st on a flight from San Francisco International Airport to Ronald Reagan Washington National Airport. Holding 185 passenger seats, Virgin America's NEOs will carry 24% more revenue capacity than its current A320s offer.
1: So the Neo, the three twenty one Neo, uh, the Virgin America ones are configured with one hundred and eighty four seats. Mm. Uh, so it's a fair few uh, seats in that uh, mm. in that aircraft. And uh, if you want to if you want to grab yourself one of these A three twenty one Neos uh, from Airbus, um, just find yourself one hundred and twenty seven million US dollars, and you'll be able to grab yourself one of those. That's at current list price. That is. Uh, or if you want to go that into, Euro, into Euros, that's 120.6 million Euros will grab your 321neo. Do you um,
0: pay extra for the paint job?
1: I, well, I don't know, actually. <laughs> whether you get the paint job thrown in when you purchase these aircraft off Airbus.
2: Yes, I should just say, uh, guys, if you're watching in the chat room, I am having a couple of technical issues with some of the cameras. So, uh, I'm, right. I'm, I'm doing my best, so... It's, uh, that's why I had to leave the picture up for a long time, because oh, okay. Matt, Matt's cr- camera crashed, basically. Oh, yeah, okay. But, uh, but it's, it's all under control now. Remain Don't panic. calm. Yeah. Sorry, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so moving on to, to the next story. Yeah. Yes. The
1: next story, then, is on The Sun, one of our uh, famous newspapers here mm. in the UK, the Sun.co.uk. Uh, what a treat I know and the headline (laughs) luggage losers the best and worst airline baggage fees revealed including the one that charges you £50 for a small suitcase so uh, low cost airlines we we always pick up on these stories about the baggage fees they Mm. always seem to hit the headlines at some point Uh, but some airlines are worse than others so uh, uh, low cost carriers continuing to offer rock bottom prices which they do Uh, carriers are looking at other ways to make money which is through baggage fees The charges for checked-in luggage are often sky-high across the board and sometimes more expensive than the seat price itself. The airlines continue to cut the costs of seat prices to lure in customers and they're having to claw back some of the money through high luggage charges. EasyJet was one of the cheaper, low-cost carriers for baggage fees. The worst offender is Ryanair. yeah they've uh, says many airlines base their luggage fees on different factors including whether the route is long or short haul so uh, in the list here they've included the uh, cheapest and most expensive charges for each airline in the comparison some of the airlines just charge a flat fee regardless of whether you're traveling to or from uh, a country. The low-cost airlines typically allow uh, checked-in luggage up to th- 23 kilos, while other carriers such as Virgin and BA will allow up to 32 kilos, which is quite generous. 32 kilos is good. Mm. Uh, so the table below uh, shows that uh, the low-cost carriers and baggage fees and stuff. So we've got here um, at the top of the list here with the baggage. You've got Ryanair, uh, which, like we said, the worst. Um, But they're charging anything from uh, 10 to 40 quid online, 25 to 50 quid at the airport. Uh, Excess baggage fees are a tenner per kilo. So you don't want to be two kilos over with them. No, no, indeed. Uh, Aer Lingus uh, is 13 quid for a hold luggage online um, or uh, uh, 23 pounds um, for medium-sized bags, 20 kilos with them. And a 10 pound excess again per kilo for them easy jet 13 quid online for whole baggage or 35 pounds to 45 pounds if you wait till you get to the airport i think most people do their checked in baggage online before they fly don't they mm. i don't think you get many people who actually add well i wouldn't have on. thought so
2: I, I i can't imagine that they do
1: uh, monarch airlines 15 quid online if you if you pre-buy or 36 quid at the airport mm. and uh, british airways now never, never, never. Airways, as we like to call them, uh, <laughs> free. They're free for the hold items, fifteen or twenty kilos is free. Um, but if you want to have an excess bag with BA, it'll cost you sixty-five quid. Uh, Flybe, again, our low-cost carrier here in the UK, eighteen pounds if you uh, book online for a fifteen-kilo bag, or nineteen pounds online for a twenty-kilo, or forty quid at the airport. Mm. Um, Virgin Atlantic. Uh, Another great airline here in the UK, obviously. Uh, This is a a free, free bag, whole bags with them, uh, 15 Mm. or 20 kilo bags. Or if you want to pay excess fees with Virgin, it's £65 for the first bag or £140 for every extra bag after that. Mm. Uh, Good, isn't it? And then you've got Wow Air and Norwegian uh, all round about the same, kind of about £20, £30. um, But... Well, there we go. But uh, Norwegian, the cheapest for excess at nine quid a kilo. Really? So Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay, and, and actually, speaking of Norwegian, we move on to our next story. This is on The Independent. .co.uk and oh, it's good
1: news for our Singapore listeners. It is
2: indeed. Yes, do we have many of those? <laughs> oh, We do actually, do, do we? we have, <laughs> Hong Kong are in our top 10 download are they? Good list. Heavens, yeah heavens. Yeah, yeah. Good heavens above. Uh, so, anyway, this is the independent.co.uk. And the headline is Norwegian Airlines launches flights to Singapore. Singapore from London for £180 one way. That is the offer from the low cost airline Norwegian as it continues its long haul expansion. The latest route will connect Gatwick with Shanghai Airport in Singapore from the 28th of September. The outbound flight takes 12 hours and 45 minutes with a mid-morning departure from Gatwick and a dawn arrival in Singapore. The inbound leg, which takes an hour longer, is a daytime service. A fair comparison by The Independent for the first day of the new service returning a week later found fares of £474 on British Airways and £499 on Singapore Airlines, compared with £380 on Norwegian. The basic price for the Norwegian flight does not include meals or luggage. Premium fares costing £700 outbound and £630 inbound include lounge access, more legroom, meals and baggage. A new Norwegian-UK subsidiary based at Gatwick will operate the service. The offshoot uh, was set up to allow the Oslo-based airline to access bilateral traffic rights. The airline's chief executive, Bjorn Kiyos, said that adding Singapore to our growing UK network will give passengers even more choice, uh, even more affordable quality travel to a range of global destinations. Stuart Wingate, the chief executive of Gatwick, said, as our 50-strong world route network expands, so too does Gatwick's reputation on the global stage as a strong, dependable option for international travel. Uh, the airline will run only four flights a week compared to two daily on British Airways and four daily on Singapore Airlines to and from Heathrow. So it's a great story, actually, if you want to fly out that way.
1: To that, Yeah, it's gonna yeah. Be another one of those cheap um, kind of routes mm. again if you rather go somewhere different to the US. And it's mm. one of those places where me and Gemma have always said we wanted to go, so... It might be one to look at for in the future. They're
0: doing some very good deals, aren't they? Do you think? think they, they are do to, do yeah. some
1: good deals? Yeah, yeah, really, really good deals. And the flight's not too bad either. Twelve hours, forty-five minutes, which yeah, is it's, it's, not, it's really it's good. Not isn't isn't too, it? Yeah, it's good. So, um, so yeah, and it's it's like I said, it's cheaper than BA or um, or Singapore Airlines as well. Yeah, I'll probably use a Dreamliner. I would imagine they're going to use a Dreamliner on that route. I would have thought mm-hmm. they're um, they're Dash eights on that. But yeah. uh, So next story, uh, Matt is for you on flight globals this one
0: the boeing 777-9 uh, there's been uh more details published about the configuration three years ahead of the entry into the into service Revealing a slightly lower aircraft with an interior sculpted to cover a precious 10.2 centimetres of internal diameter. Mm. That's a whole four inches of extra room inside. Mm-hmm. Wow, very exciting. Which is very exciting. <laughs> the 79 page document boasted on Bowen's website offers the first detailed update of the larger 77X variant's dimensions since the brochure version appeared in 2015. And that looks very nice. Can we get? B- yes, we've got a picture yeah, of that. There we go. Look yeah, look we go. That look, look looks that. stunning, doesn't it? It looks very nice indeed. Uh, Boeing released both documents to help airport managers prepare for the arrival of the stretched wide body with its extended wingspan. I thought airplanes are supposed to fit a certain shape and size. Is that right?
1: No, it goes big as it like. Look at the 380. The 380 was Mm.
0: was restricted into an 80 foot wingspan. Am I right that? Or I'm probably going to be oh, I don't know. shouted down for that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, if the chat, well, the
2: chat room the will chat room know. Yeah, will bra- know brace sure. yourselves, everyone.
0: <laughs> Compared with the previous iteration, the update shows the 77-9's designers have made a few minor tweaks. For example, the height of the vertical tail above the runway is about 17 centimeters shorter, uh, although remains nearly one meter taller than the height of the 77-300ER. The most critical dimensions for the Dash 9 remain unchanged. With a 2.9 meter longer fuselage and a 7 meter wider unfolded wingspan compared with the 777 300ER. The folded wingspan of the 777 9 measures 64.82 meters, so it's not that wide. Although, folded wingspan? I'm getting nervous about this. Yeah, the
1: 777, um, they are planning on having fold up wingtips or fold up. You know, like what? the fighter jets you've seen on <laughs> carrier aircraft carriers yes. have the wings that fold up to, to obviously give them more space. Ah, uh, Boeing are going to be hopefully uh, introducing some, a similar system on the 777, right. so it will cut down on the amount of space these aircraft need at airports, ooh which ooh. is quite good. Well, that is posh.
0: Boeing has also worked to make the, uh, the Dash 9 more comfortable with a standard 10 abreast layout in economy class. Hmm, that's mm. not bad. Uh, the, the Dash 300ER originally entered service with a 9 abreast economy cabin. But some airlines now offer tenor breast layouts. The Dash 9 shares an external fuselage cross section with the 300ER, but the internal side walls have been carved out by about 10.2 centimetres. Wow. Which, like I say, is four whole inches of
2: arm room. Of arm mm. Well, there we are. Is that is that across the entire fi- uh, of the uh, entire aircraft, or just just the interior? It's,
1: it's more. No, it's more room that the actual fuselage uh, width is, is oh. slightly wider They've by that. Removed lash, some yeah. of the insulation. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it? made it a bit colder. Yes, nice. the, yeah, the oh, aluminium skin is slightly thinner. I'm so yeah. pleased. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to grab yourself one of these uh, Dash Nine Triple Sevens, uh, Matt, you can pick one up uh, for around about four hundred million dollars. Oh lovely. Lovely. I, so. I should put
2: your order in now if I were you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. They're being filthy in the chat room by the way. Are they? they what are they say in the chat? Yeah, room. Well it is, apparently there's something something that could be considered slightly risky about the phrase four inches. Uh we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on. Um, to I don't know what no. you mean. No, me neither. No, I mean no, no, it's a, it, might, it must said. be cold outside. I know. Mean. Um, <laughs> It is the UK after all. Uh, whose go is it? Uh, that would uh, be you. Me. Yes. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. So <laughs> this one is
1: on the people.com. <laughs> Please dig um, me out of this hole. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm digging myself. People.com <laughs> website. This one. Uh, this is uh, kind of an offshoot from the uh, United Airlines debacle. Yes. You're brave from I'll give you that. Uh, a few yeah. weeks back, which is just basically in the news everywhere you go now. It's still even now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so Appar-
2: apparently we've called for an election here in the UK, but United is still getting column inches. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah.
1: So United Air, the headline, United Airlines is asking passengers at the check-in process if they're okay being bumped off for $200. Mm-hmm. So uh, United Airlines has a pointed question in their online check-in process uh, that now says, Are you interested in possibly taking a different flight in exchange for a travel certificate? Mm. Uh, a translation meaning, Are you okay with being bumped? The airline sparked public outrage uh, last week when passenger Dr. David Dayo was forcibly dragged off an overbooked uh, flight after forcibly refusing. dragged off. I know, after refusing <laughs> to give up his seat to uh, United <laughs> <laughs> employees. In the days since the event, United has apologized for the incident and changed their policy on displacing passengers from overbooked flights. Their new rule states that crew members uh, will not be able to bump a passenger who is already seated in one of the airline's uh, really, airlines, that's airlines a plans. brand new and shocking Good. thing. <laughs> United is also uh, using a pre-flight buffer against similar overbooking incidents. A passenger checking in for United via uh, United Airlines flight via the airline's website on Thursday reported to people that the uh, that he encountered the full-screen message as shown below. So the page which, uh, which you'll be able to see on the screen in just a second, which Matt's put up on there, that's the page that you'll see. Uh, so the screen itself uh, comes on when you check in online, and uh, it says on the screen, are you interested in possibly taking a different flight in exchange for a travel certificate? Uh, so it's helping the airline to identify which passengers have flexible travel plans and therefore are more, um, oh, well, more uh, easy to be bumped off onto another flight if it's overbooked. It goes on to explain that the certificate dollar amounts may vary but are at least $200 and that United uh, representative at the gate will confirm the amount prior to changing the reservation. The passenger has the opportunity to select no thanks. However, it's not clear if choosing this option ensures the passenger will not be bumped. In a statement to People, a representative for United clarified uh, reaching out to customers before their flight allows the gate agents to easily identify customers who have flexible travel plans. Uh, for several years, we have issued uh, this notification when people check in at the airport or their computer at home. The amount offered varies by flight. The United spokesperson also adds that at the same time, they're conducting a comprehensive review of the broader customer experience. A bit late now, isn't I it? And look forward to communicating with the results of the review and the customer focus actions we will take by the uh, uh, April the 30th this year.
2: I ha- I have to say the chat room's going wild again. Uh, everyone is saying uh hi Gemma. Uh, oh, Owen hi. says hi by the way. Oh, yeah. I love Owen I'm to Owen all the time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we seem to have that similar problem. Every- everybody else is not interested in us two old farts sitting here talking away. <laughs> it's all about agree, Owen. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> did you um did you Matt get a chance to s- did you see the video uh of the um the passenger being dragged off the I haven't, no. United flight. You should have a look at it. It mm. makes for interesting viewing. Yeah. I,
0: I don't want to watch it just in case it happens to me. Yeah, well, uh, but You, do, you do fly what? first class everywhere. So it won't happen to me. No, 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 indeed. I
2: must I must be honest, the one thing that I'm really nervous about... because I'm just having some beer. I, I, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm t- Sorry to interrupt. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, must nice. be, I must be honest, because I am flying with United to you Pittsburgh. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, I yes, am but they all a see, little bit nervous. Let's
1: be honest, Matt. As soon as you they see the people. To UK shirt, they Have are, I got to wear are, that? Have I? They are going <laughs> to literally gonna make me wear that on the air. There will be red carpets. There'll be yeah, I don't champagne. Think so mm. um, you know, dancing girls. There'll be mm. everything. Late. There'll be, you know, tinsel hanging from the ceiling. And why am I know, going at Christmas? Well, <laughs> <laughs> no. They'll Let's pull out all the stops for you, Matt. When they know you're travelling mm. with them. So uh, that's, mm. that's okay.
2: <laughs> well, I just hope I don't get um,
1: bumped. No. Well, you will if it's your birthday. <laughs> you seen the size of me? it's <laughs> your birthday. There, there isn't enough people in the world to take that no. job on. <laughs> but the next story is yeah. a text story uh, mm. for you, Do Matt. You. If you press that Chosen button, I am I'm not going to press it. I am. Yeah, Owen, stop telling me. Owen's <laughs> Irwin, telling me to press the button.
2: No, he's not. He's not. He's not. Uh, right. So okay. this is on the. Uh, iWire website and it's a story involving Virgin Virgin Australia. So Virgin Australia trials in-flight Wi-Fi for passengers. Virgin Australia has started three months of testing in-flight wireless internet access on one of its Boeing 737-800 aircraft. The testing, which commenced on Thursday, allows passengers flying on the Wi-Fi enabled aircraft to use the service free of charge. Ooh, and provides access to popular streaming services like Netflix, Netflix Stands and Pandora whilst they're in the air. Virgin is partnering with in-flight connectivity provider GoGo and Optus Satellite for the trial. John Thomas, uh, Group Executive at Virgin Australia, said that the airline wanted to ensure that guests could stay reliably connected in the air whilst also enjoying the fantastic entertainment and customer service for which Virgin Australia is well known. We're looking forward to receiving guest feedback about our in-flight connectivity over the next three months to ensure we are able to offer the best possible service in the sky. Passengers who travel on the Wi-Fi enabled aircraft during the testing period will be notified that Wi-Fi is available on their flight and provided with instructions on how to access it. Thomas says that the airline will finalise its business model after Considering customer feedback and the results of the testing period, this is a very fascinating story. Uh, although a uh, 737-800 is a rather surprising choice. Well, it's, it's um, the uh,
1: the choice of Ryanair. Yes, um, I know, but
2: this is Virgin Atlantic. Mm, uh, Virgin, Virgin Australia, America, Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a. Um, it's, it's, it's,
1: uh, uh, we, we have stories about this quite a bit on the show, Matt, as you probably know, because mm. you do listen to the show every now and again. <coughs> yes. What's, what's your view yes, on it? when he's having, having trouble sleeping, yeah. things like that. What, what's your view <laughs> on having Wi-Fi on, on board aircraft and being able to surf the net and...
0: It's all very you know. well if you've got a Netflix, Netflix account or... Um, oh, that's a point. Yeah. Mm. Well, may, maybe you get a complimentary sort of
2: login with one username or something, perhaps. But if, if, you if given
1: know. the chance to, when you're on long haul, Matt, if, you, if someone said to you, here's your tablet, you can log on to the Wi-Fi now and do what you like would you do that or would you rather just watch the in-flight entertainment on the screen in front of you
0: um it depends on the quality of the in-flight entertainment i think um, mm. also i think i think if they offered you charging point at
2: your cuz that's the only Which thing of your seat backs do yeah honestly. i mean but yeah. the, i don't know if they do on a on a 737800 to mm. be fair yeah uh,
1: okay. some of the some of the, it depends what the in-flight entertainment systems are on board the yeah. aircraft but a lot of them now are offering usb charging points mm-hmm. and also some of them even offering um a proper three pin um, you know, like a mains kind of charging unit as well. Mm.
2: Yeah, as see. I say, that that's the thing. I mean, I'd be I'd be quite happy with my my laptop or my tablet or whatever, as long as I could keep the device charged up. Because mm. I mean, I mean, the battery life on my tablet is pretty good, but that mm. will
0: if I'm streaming videos any, and any, stuff. will only last sort of in in three a four hours. A flight, your tablet's not going to last very long. No, it's not. No, it's not going to last. But half is there anything
1: flight. you'd want to do though while you're on board an aircraft that needs you connecting to the internet? Drink beer.
0: Oh, apart from, from <laughs> logging my beers online, no, not really. Yeah, no. no, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I'm quite grateful for the fact that I can switch my phone off and not look at it for 10 mm. hours. Yeah, yeah. 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 I quite yeah. enjoy that, so.
1: That is a good point. You know what they say, Matt, the best view when you're flying in an aircraft is the one out the window.
0: That's all right. Yeah, you see, I don't know if I agree with you. <laughs> long as, it, as long as it's a daytime <laughs> flight, obviously.
1: <laughs> yes. absolutely. Yeah. It's
2: a bit dull at night. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Although, uh, as I say, I mean, we, after my little test flight with, with, uh, with uh, Owen to Toulouse, that is the first time I've actually sat on an aeroplane and looked out the window, and I did spend a lot of time going, ooh, and "ah" and stuff.
1: I love it. I can't wait for my flight Had to Had you taken
0: off by then, or were you still... I asked on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I was more, in obsessed. The I, no,
2: I was more <laughs> obsessed by the fact that the, the aeroplanes have traffic lights. That was <laughs> the, the wrong way traffic light system was was more the thing that I was most excited about. But uh, yeah, that's because I need help. Um, someone, please dig me out of this hole again. Anyway, so moving uh, on to the next story, Matt. <laughs> this, next uh, story. this one is a bit
1: of a bit of a tech one. For this you, is right it? up my street. This is. It is right up your street.
0: 3D printing. Wee. I'm I'm in love with this idea. Yes. Yeah, um, idea, isn't it? And in the 3D printing industry newsletter. Airbus successfully tests metal 3D-printed controlling component on an A380. This is very exciting. The uh, aerospace branch of Liebherr Industrial and Mechanical Engineering Company, headquartered in Switzerland, has 3D-printed a controlling part of an A380 aircraft. The hydraulic valve was developed in close collaboration with French aerospace manufacturer Airbus. That's a Good company, isn't it, Carlos? We like Airbus. Airbus yeah, are right. amazing. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. Right. They're factory in Toulouse. I don't know as, if I ever uh, mentioned it. But their factory in Toulouse is an
2: absolutely amazing place. It's really nice. It... <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, carry on. <laughs> Owen just sent me a message to do that. Did so, he? Yeah. Right. Yeah, mm. blame him.
2: Yeah.
0: The additive manufactured aerospace <laughs> component has now been successfully trialled in a test flight of the double-decker A380 aircraft. The 3D printed valve block is used inside the actuator of the A380 spoiler. Ah. Activated when landing a plane to reduce aerodynamic lift. The 3D print is made from titanium. I wonder how they do that. That's amazing. And is 35% lighter than the same part made from conventional milling. It is also composed of fewer parts and more compact and a more effective design. Building on the success of the 3D printed spoiler actuator valve block, Liebherr has started to work on a range of next generation hydraulic systems manufactured using additive technology. Mm. Uh, The next component in the pipeline is a 3D printed rubber actuator located in the tail of the aircraft. I love it. I
2: love the
1: whole idea of the sort of 3D printing, printing thing. Yeah. I, I want to see one. I want to be a yeah. to hold one of my hangs. I'd be interested a, to see. What, a 3D printer? Printed, a tr- no, 3D, well, a 3D well, printed really print really pieces. of different, do they? I technology. Mean, it, yeah, they don't really look any different, do they? I mean, it's just... But you were saying earlier, yeah. weren't you, Matt, that this this kind of thing would be really good if you're flying to an airport somewhere, You you go tech, something goes wrong with a part of the aircraft, you've got no parts available to you, but there's a 3D printer there. That's right. Oh, you could just print, we'll print print a new part. Print out. a piece yeah, off. Yeah, so if, you're, if it's that easy. If you're stranded at yeah. Las
0: Vegas Airport <laughs> waiting for your 747 to take off and they've got a fly apart in from somewhere in America. Mm, take on time. Uh, that story's coming
1: up after the news.
0: <laughs> this would be really <laughs> handy. So um
1: yeah. I see. I
2: i,
0: yeah, I sent some, some personal experience. For us. Yeah, in, tucked in that there somewhere. He has for, got uh, lots of personal experience. Indeed,
1: absolutely. So the next story is on the. Uh, wow, I've got to pronounce this now. This is another new website for us. This is the. Uh, the Embraer. Uh, the how how to how to how Hout, to Hout living how to how Hout, to living how to living we'll how to living that, dot yeah. com. Hout. Uh, there's some pictures for this story. Matt, I'll put them on the screen while we're doing it. Because oh, well, like, they okay. are some right. rather nice pictures, for those of you watching in the YouTube chat room. So the uh, for, it's one of the types of aircraft uh, we don't often talk hugely <coughs> about on the uh, show. It's the Embraer, uh, the Embraer aircraft. And the uh, headline here, Embraer Manhattan, back to the golden age of air travel. Uh, so Art Deco department, private club, luxurious restaurant, the new Manhattan by Embraer is... Uh, it, it, it's all at once. And that the, was nice. And the best part is this beer; it can take you wherever you want. So just just Bert mid sentence, it's fine. Sorry.
2: <laughs> oh my! As
1: if Jeff hasn't done that on the show before, or <laughs> Steph. Honestly. How
2: rude. Anyway, the uh, the <coughs> man.
1: So the Manhattan is a design concept which Embraer based on the Lineage 1000E. This jet is particularly desirable by the rich and famous because of its versatility. It offers a lot of space yet is nimble enough to land on airports such as Aspen and London City. With a range of 4,600 nautical miles you can fly uh, from New York non-stop to pretty much any major city in Europe. So with the Manhattan Embryo showed off here what you can do with the space The Linear uh, 1000E offers with its mahogany wood panels, brass and gold trim, stunning artwork, it takes uh, the interior of the private jet into a whole other level. It combines the style of the Empire State Building and the Chrysler Building all in one. Due to the large space the jet can accommodate different sections, Embryo created the Cloud Club where you can feel that you have been transported back into the 1920s, while the Crystal Room offers upscale dining options for six people. With its design takes Embraer uh, back to a golden age of air travel where uh, even modifying some um, they've even modified actually some of the windows to create the desired effect as well. It also lets you uh, look outside the windows and, uh, and notice the the modest hum of the jet engines uh, to know that they're actually airborne and not and uh, not in an opulent apartment somewhere in a city that never sleeps. The pictures here, Matt's put probably put them on the uh, on the, so you can see in YouTube here. The pictures here just really just look absolutely amazing. it looks like something out of star trek classic. uh also the I don't know it, to me it looks very sort of art deco it looks mm. like something that
2: you know actually you are sort of going back to the 1900s you know like like you used to get gla- classy mm. elevators and things like that Do you know what i mean
0: it's very 20s isn't it yeah i
2: agree yeah. i completely yeah. agree it's it, i mean it's uh, that looks like a very comfortable place to to chill out i mean the one with the bar
1: do you see the one yeah. with the cloud club and it's got yeah oh, don't uh, about that for yet yeah that, that, uh, i think it's probably back. Back, back. I, when I think it was, it? you had yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I had that one up a minute ago. Then I mean, I that just looks like a bar you'd walk into in a, in a, in a city. Like I said, in, in New York in the nineteen thirties, it's absolutely fantastic. I bet you'd like one of these, wouldn't you, Matt?
0: It looks nicer than my front room. Yeah,
1: it does. <laughs> it looks nice. It definitely does look nice. It, uh, it's very, definitely retro.
0: You mean that one? That's, That's it.
1: on, sorry, I've
2: broken it. Um, He's broken it sorry i really am struggling even with the outside looks nice though there oh, we that. go yeah yeah there absolutely. we go for those of yeah, you yeah, in really the nice.
1: chat room youtube chat room i mean that is um look at the floor i know i know that is really amazing does
2: that not add an alarming amount of weight to the aircraft though? yeah i mean it says mahogany and brass <laughs> yeah exactly i mean, I mean that, that's brass has gotta have light. quite a you know his, you, you can't take many suitcases with you because
1: otherwise the aircraft <laughs> is massively overweight <laughs> But, but, I mean, it t- does yeah. say it says for six people. I mean, you know. Oh, okay. Right. I think the, yeah, uh, okay. the I mean, well, this embryo, yeah. uh, I think it's based on the 175, I think. But it's like it holds around 70 or 80 people. So, I mean, to hold six does mean that it's obviously got a lot of um, bits and pieces inside, which uh, are, you know, extra. But uh, definitely, have, I wouldn't mind one of these. I might no. have to look and see if I can... Um, stretch a bank balance out a bit. They're big (laughs) windows. Very big windows. They are yeah they are rather large windows in there. Mm, Anyway. So next story Uh, Matt Mm. this one is for you. Yes
2: indeed this is on the independent website and the headline is uh, Gatwick Airport more than a third of flights don't leave on time. No. Hmm. Gatwick and Heathrow airports both failed to get a one-star rating in a new survey on airport punctuality. Just three out of five flights arriving and departing from Gatwick kept within... 15 minutes of their scheduled time, according to a wide-reaching survey by the Travel Intelligence Specialist, OAG. OAG surveyed hundreds of airports over the course of the year for its on-time performance star ratings and awarded many of them between one and five stars for punctuality. To qualify for one star, as the Isle of Man, Exeter and Belfast Belfast International did, the airport needed to score 75% or better on the standard industry measure of arriving or departing no more than 15 minutes later late. Both the UK's busiest airports Heathrow and Gatwick failed to make even a one-star rating. Heathrow scored 73.6% whilst Gatwick was well down the field at only 60%. That's really bad, isn't it? <laughs> uh, a spokesman for the Sussex Airport said Gatwick recognises the inconvenience that delays cause to our passengers and we will continue to do everything possible to prevent them from occurring despite despite implementing a wide range of measures to improve on-time performance in recent years improvements to punctuality have been overwhelmed by the scale of wider airspace issues outside our control, including repeated strike action on the continent and heavily congested airspace above parts of Europe and London. Gatwick also has more flights to Europe than any UK airport and is impacted impacted disproportionately by events on the continent. We will continue to make improvements and invest in new infrastructure to help support punctuality, but we will also call on UK and European authorities to take urgent steps to limit the impacts of industrial disputes on UK passengers and to accelerate plans to increase the efficiency of UK and European airspace. Three UK airports scored the maximum five stars. Best performing was Newcastle at 91.4%, Brilliant. just ahead of Birmingham at 90.7%, and Cardiff at 90.4%. The UK was the only country with three airports in the top grade France, Germany, Indonesia, and the the U.S. and the um, Belarus each have one, while Japan has two. The most punctual airports worldwide was a former Luftwaffe base uh, in northern France, from which Germany bombers, uh, sorry, Germans bombers launched attacks in the Battle of Britain. Til Airport, which is walking distance from the small city of uh, some place I can't pronounce, had a 96 percent. Uh, punctuality score over the last year. Ryanair is the leading airline at the airport, which officially calls itself Paris Bavaria's. Bouvette, Bouvette, be, be- maybe. Uh, I'll get told off now. Uh, but <laughs> even though it is more than 50 miles north of the French capital, the OAG survey. Also looked at the most punctual British airlines in third place was Jet2 at 84.8%. Second was Flybe at 862 And Monarch was top with a punctuality rate of 86.6%. It took uh, first place despite a busy operation at Gatwick where it accounts for one in 25 flights. Now, the only thing I'm going to say that is very, very unfair on that is the two airports that didn't score very highly, uh, obviously being Gatwick and Heathrow, Heathrow. are probably the busiest airports that the The UK has to offer. And it seems very unfair to compare the traffic throughput that you get at Heathrow and um, Gatwick against Birmingham. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: Can you see what I mean? I mean, yeah, it, Liz
1: put something along along the lines of that in the yeah. Tournament. I mean,
2: it's a lot easier to have more punctual flights if you haven't got half as many flights, or or not, like one fifth of the amount of flights that are going out of Heathrow.
0: What I don't like about these stories is that they they give a fifteen minute deadline. What mm. if they were sixteen minutes late? Mm. Then you've got
1: yeah
0: a, a, an an error which uh is misleading. I think
1: yeah. I mean, I've flown from. Gatwick probably more mm. times than I have Heathrow, and I've never been delayed that long. I've I, never yeah, had huge really delays.
2: I don't really know. I'd I say I, I, I'm a little bit. I, I think it's very unfair to put the likes of Birmingham and Newcastle up against somewhere like Heathrow or Gatwick. Mm. You, I mean, you just can't. I mean, the volumes are, are, are massive differences. What was,
0: it, what was it you said the the time time between flights was? Of, uh, I think was it was
1: 90 it? seconds, wasn't it? Something like that. 42 flights in an hour, I think, yeah, it was at the busiest like time of yeah, year. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: that's an and there's no amount wha- of air- mm. aircraft. And there's no way that the likes of Birmingham or, or, or Newcastle yeah. have got anywhere near that kind of volume. So, I mean, you know, I guess when you have got a really busy airport, all it takes is a is a very small. Glitch somewhere in, mm-hmm. in in and it may not even be anything to do with Heathrow or Gatwick. It could be to do with airspace issues or, or whatever. And then suddenly, you know, if they're leaving every ninety seconds, I mean, you only need fifteen minutes worth of delays, and a lot of flights have suddenly been impacted. Because so, you will
0: quite often have two, three, maybe four planes waiting.
2: No, absolutely, literally it, on the taxiway waiting. On the taxiway wait, waiting yeah. to go off.
0: So if one's late, four are going to be. Four are going to be
2: late. Absolutely. So. No, you're completely right. You're completely right. It's it's one of those things, isn't it?
1: So uh, the chat room has gone mad at the minute. Pips has popped in the chat room, so oh. good evening to you, Pip. He's just uh, popped in, so hello to you mm-hmm. and Glenn Tyler as well. Hello, Glenn. Excellent. So the last uh, story for this week in this particular segment of the show it's mm-hmm. a top ten because we do like a top ten. We do. So for those of you uh, in the in the um, chat room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Such as Captain Jeff, if you're still there, this is uh, a top ten that would appeal to the uh, American pilots, or not, or Or commercial, or not, not, as the case may be. Uh, This is uh, so. This is on the uh, the uh, CN Traveler or Mm -hmm. Condinast Traveler dot com website, and it's uh, the ten US airports pilots don't like flying into okay. uh, and uh, it'd be interesting to see whether this actually marries up with you know the the pilots that we do have who listen to the show Indeed. who are flying in and out of the all the airports in the US mm. so um, they've done the survey and they released the uh, the the study was released mm-hmm. at the end of March. Are you going to read some blurb uh, or are we data? just going
2: to go crack on straight into it? Uh,
1: yeah, so we've got a little. So it's it just goes it goes on. They they tested obviously uh, flight safety at the airports and and what kind of mm. things affect pilots landing in the air at the airports, ILS stuff and, and bits and pieces okay. and uh, turbulence detection devices uh, before takeoff issues. And they put this top ten of uh, the most challenging U.S. airports, which pilots don't like landing into. So, uh, straight in then. Let's start at the top. It is number ten. So, at number ten, it's Tellur- Telluride Regional Airport in Telluride. I um, don't know where that is.
0: Mm, great. Uh, Telluride. Uh, uh, it's splendid. It's Telluride. Anyway, we'll pass, it, pass the bat on to Matt. Number nine. It's San Diego International Airport in San Diego, California. Uh, number eight. Number eight, it's Mammoth
1: Yosemite Airport in Mammoth Lakes, California.
0: It's a new entry at number seven. LaGuardia Airport, Queens, New York. At number six.
1: Number six, it's Juneau International Airport in Juneau. I think that's AK. Is that Arkansas? I don't know.
0: We're in the middle of our chart. It's <laughs> number five. Ronald Reagan Washington National Airport, Washington, D.C. Number four. Uh, number
1: four, it's Yellowstone Regional Airport. It's number
0: three, Booney Airport.
1: Uh, Fight at number two, uh, Loughlin, uh
0: Bullhead International Airport, uh, Bullhead City, uh, Arizona. All right,
2: pot pickers, not off. It's top of the chart. It's number one.
0: It's Aspen Pitkin County Airport, Aspen. Is that Colorado? Colorado, yeah. Yeah.
1: So there we go, Colorado. So Aspen, Pitkin County Airport, Aspen, Colorado, is the number That's one very easy airport for you to say. Apparently. Where <laughs> no one wants to fly into no, if you're indeed. a pilot. Now
2: we do, as I say, uh, if Jeff is still there, it'd be very interesting to see how that that compares with uh, perhaps um, his feelings, if you like, on on certain airports. It'd be interesting. To see Actually, what I'll tell his you one of, the, would be. one of
1: the worst um, airports to fly into and out of, um, which I've seen on. YouTube before, if you want to take a mm. to take a look over, at look Luckla, I think it's Luckla, mm. Lukla Airport, uh, which is it's got one of those airports that goes off on a steep cliff at the end. Oh, that that's And It's surrounded I by see. mountains, which is quite interesting to to look at the videos on YouTube for. So, so there we go then. Hopefully, mm. we'll get some feedback from uh, Captain Jeff as to uh, what he thinks mm. is the worst airport to fly into in the U.S. So Indeed. send us in some voice feedback, Jeff. And actually Captain Nick, because Captain Nick flies into a lot of U.S. airports. Mm, he does, so, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. It'll be absolutely. interesting to see what airports he doesn't like flying yeah. into. Okay,
2: maybe, that, maybe that'd be a topic of discussion for the next yes. APG.
1: So we we're going
2: to go uh, straight on. With no, we're not. Yes, so we're just yeah, going so, uh, well, well, well. to have a quick we have a break. break uh, we'll be oh, back okay. right after these messages.
1: Find this and other great shows at the Aviation Media Network. The voices.
2: Website www.planetalkinguk.com Or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash plaintalking UK. On Twitter via at PlainTalking UK, or get in touch via email. On podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening.
3: listening.
1: Aviation Media has long been the domain of the newspapers and magazines. Well, not anymore. I'm Steve Vischer.
2: And I'm Grant McCarran, and we're bringing aviation right into your radio.
1: Yes, we're making aviation cool and interesting
2: for everyone. Hang on. Aviation's always been cool. Check this out. How cool is this? Crash! Crash!
1: turn that down.
2: <laughs> What is cricket anyhow? Something we win a lot. Oh,
3: oh.
1: <laughs> and we're back. Little break there. Little break. Little comfort break. So, hello to uh, another new listener in the chat room, Lane Street. Hello to you and uh, welcome into the chat room. And uh, Jen's in the chat room, actually, Jennifer. Uh, remember, we we uh, posted. I think we posted some pictures from Airstairs. Just uh, for yes, Jen, when are yes, yes, at Heathrow. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, hope you enjoyed Especially, that.
2: yes, indeed.
1: So we've got uh, a few uh, military news stories to uh, breeze through, and then we're going to have a chat with our, our guest host this evening, mm. uh, Matt Caton, because he's got some stories regarding, uh, well, first-class Virgin flights, and he's got uh, yeah. delayed flights. He's got... Um, oh, he's got food few stories about this, that. I, I really? have many questions I have to ask about first-class. I know. Many, many and questions. And
2: he hardly paid anything for it. That was the question
1: I was going to ask you, Bruce. Uh, Honestly. But it's a way he paid for it, though. (laughs) And how he got I don't want to know. Anyway, we'll find out. (laughs) We'll find out. You know, I mean, he is a model
2: after all. I mean, who knows? He's our t
0: shirt model.
1: (laughs) So let's move on with some military news stories. So if you're ready. I am indeed, yes. And if you're ready, Matt. I am ready. So the first military news story this week is on the Sputniknews.com website. This is another new website for us. Anyway, so the headline uh, just what what uh, it says just what were those Russian TU-95 strategic bombers doing off Alaska's coast? So on Tuesday this week, the US Air Force tracked two Russian nuclear capable TU-95MS bombers flying off the coast of Alaska for the second night in a row. The second time, the U.S. didn't scramble its fighter jets. And why? And what were those Russian strategic bombers doing near Alaska in the first place? So, on Wednesday, officials confirmed to Fox News that Russia had again flown two long-range strategic bombers near Alaska, and uh, this time coming within 36 miles, or 67 kilometers, of the U.S. mainland as they flew north of the Aleutian Islands. This was the second time uh, this week that uh, the Tu-95M bears skimmed the Alaskan coast. In the first incident, which took place Monday night, the U.S. Air Force ended up scrambling two F-22 stealth fighters and an E-3 Sentry early warning plane to intercept the Russian planes, which were flying at about 100 miles, uh, which is 161 kilometers, from Kodiak Island. However, the second time around, the Air Force decided to limit its response to sending up a lone E-3 sentry. Confirming the Monday's interception, the Russian Defense Ministry offered uh, details saying that the U.S. F-22s had trailed the Russian planes for 27 minutes after which the bombers left the U.S.'s 200-mile Air Defense Identification Zone. The ministry stressed that Russian military aircraft regularly carry out patrol flights over neutral waters in seas and oceans around the world, including the, uh, the Arctic region, the Black Sea and the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. All flights are carried out in strict accordance with international rules in the use of airspace over neutral waters without violation of borders and of other states. The Defense Ministry statement noted that. Um, so Alex, Alexei Leon, Leonkov, a military expert and commercial director of uh, Arsenal of the Fatherland, a popular Russian military publication, told Radio Sputnik that the U.S. Air Force made the right call by not scrambling their fighters the second time round. The expert explained that when such flights are made, the parties usually inform one another that these aircraft are not carrying nuclear weapons, Uh, that this is a flight for training purposes or training exercise and meant to carry out various flight tasks. The last time Russian bombers appeared in this close to U.S. territory was in July 2015, when a pair of Tu-95s flew along the coast of Alaska and California. Even if Russian aircraft were simply engaged in a training exercise, the question that arises is what was the training for? According to RIA Novosti contributor Alexander Krolenko, there are several good reasons. And uh, furthermore, Krolenko recalled US generals themselves being that Russian flights in the Pacific are intended to keep an eye on and monitor NORAD or the North America's Air Defence Network. Emmeldorf is also home to the command of NORAD's Alaska Air Defense Zone and is the headquarters of the U.S. 11th Air Force, which includes fighters, air defense systems, search and rescue, meteorological equipment and other units. Next door is the U.S. Army Fort Richardson's base. And the story goes on a little bit there, but it uh, it... You know they're they're just kind of there and they come and have a look. They, I mean they say hello to us every now and again. To be fair, the Russians they mm. come and fly well, this over. Is, this uh, is
0: a common occurrence, isn't it, over mm. our airspace? Mm.
1: Do you know what? So uh, 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 or used to be. I say. Th-
2: those those of us who who are stuck here in the Pouquet, as Carlos always Pouquet. refers to it, is um, uh, when that big announcement was made um, about um, Theresa May like going out. Like walking out of number 10 to make a big announcement. I'll be brutally honest, I honestly thought that it was going to be something on the lines that Americans had dropped a a nuclear bomb or or Russia had (laughs) dropped a nuclear bomb somewhere and that we were either getting involved. I honestly thought when she went out there, I mean, that's how... I mean, we didn't live through Cold War. I mean, I know many people in the chat room here will be familiar with the Cold War and stuff, and I guess this must be a little bit like, you know, what it was like. I mean, this is a really weird sort of situation that that you sort of think, you know, you can't help but when tensions are so high like they are at the moment, every time you've got aircraft busy buzzing other people's coastlines, and you're just thinking, well, are they on a reconnaissance mission, or is it just like...
0: It's just everyone has to show their hand, don't they? They they Mm. have to remind each other that they're still there Mm. so i don't think they're a a threat um obviously they responded the second time with a a lesser amount of aircraft and that's obviously the right thing to do um i went to the uh radar museum in north norfolk um a few years ago and a guy there was telling me that the russians used to take pictures of the americans uh and the americans used to take pictures of the russians as they were flying Mm. down Mm. the, the uk coast so I think it's just one of those things that the uh, superpowers like to do, just to show off in front of each other.
1: And just a bit of quick info on uh, the TU-95, just uh, the picture you've got in front of you there actually on your screen, Matt. uh, What year do you think they first flew, the TU-95s?
0: They look like they were built in the 50s.
1: 1952, November 1952, those. Wow. And they've been uh, introduced into service in 1956, and there's been over 500 of those TU-95s built, so the Russians have got a couple of those kicking around, even at that age. So moving on to our next story then, this one is all for you, Matt. Indeed, yes, this is, uh, the US Air Force is
2: involved in this one, their website is uh, the PM, popularmechanics.com, and the headline is US Air Force F-35s arrive in the UK for first overseas deployment. This is making me nervous as well. The US Air Force F-35s arrived at RAF Lakenheath. In fact, actually, one of the people in the chat room was busy telling us all about it, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, arrived at RAF Lakenheath in Suffolk, England on Saturday, April the 15th, marking the first overseas deployment of the F-35A, the Air Force's variant of the Lightning II, according to Aviation Week. The 34th Fighter Squadron out of Hill AFB, known as the Rood Rams, along with the Air Force's Reserve 46th, fighter squadron have been preparing for overseas deployment for over a year. The location was not known until now. The 34th was the first squadron to achieve initial operating capability with the F-35A and now they are the first USAF squadron to deploy in Europe. The rude rams arrive during a time of high tensions between Washington and Moscow following missile strikes that President Trump ordered against a Syrian airfield in retaliation for chemical attacks the carried out by Syrian president Bashir Assad, uh, Russia has condemned the strike and said that it would cease to coordinate with US aircraft in the skies over Syria. While the US maintains that Moscow has been helping to prop up the Assad regime with misinformation, with a misinformation campaign. The US Marine Corps already deployed F35Bs to Marine Corps Air Station uh, in Awak I want to say Awakuni in Japan in July. The F-35Bs have also been conducting military training exercises in South Korea as as King Jong-un and the North Korean military continue to launch missile tests and conduct nuclear research. Sending the F-35s the US military's newest and most advanced warplane, to both the Pacific and European theatres is a precautionary move as well as a show of force during a time of high tensions worldwide. The young Trump administration has shown that it is willing to use military military force to dissuade aggressors both in the middle in the missile strike against Syrian air forces and in the bombing of ISIS supply lines with the massive coordinates air blast uh, the largest conventional bomb in the world, also known as the mother of all bombs. The new squadron of US F-35A stationed at Lake in Heath will be training with the Royal Air Force and other allied NATO stations while the Marines F-35Bs continue to train with Japan, South Korea and other US allies in the Pacific. The US is hoping the additional forces will help dissuade further conflict and if the Joint Strike Fighters presence can't do that, then military officials are expecting the F-35 to enter combat and to win there's no other aircraft on the planet that can touch it admiral harry harris commander of the u.s pacific command said back in november when the first overseas deployments were announced any adversary aircraft nothing like that will be able to touch the f-35s
1: so we saw some of these at react mm-hmm. um this year, ac- oh yeah, this year. Yes, well, we did. Yes, I, I thought that we had, had an, an sorry, last year. Yeah. Sorry, last year. No, it was F eighteen A's. I think we got interviewed with. Uh, yeah. But we saw the F thirty five at React uh, this year, which was uh, pretty good to see. And uh, yeah, we um, well, we we did see these aircraft in action, mm. or not in action, but uh, being shown off, which was quite uh, awesome. But uh, they are very nice to see up close and personal. Although we didn't get to interview any of the pilots from these aircraft, which is a shame. But um, I think our our photographer and uh, friend Jonathan Warner, he got uh, quite a few pictures of these as well, mm. as well I think, when he was there the, um, last year at Riyadh. Mm. Which this year, unfortunately, we're going to miss something, Riyadh, this year. Mm. Although Matt might still yeah, go. Yeah, he's looking into options. The he's way looking way, into yeah. options.
2: I, I, I'm actually in an unusual situation where...
1: I have the time off. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see.
1: So, next or last one uh, is on for you, our guest. Uh, here's the last story. Some good pictures with this one. Okay. Leave it with me.
0: <laughs> this is from Sputnik, uh, SputnikNews.com. Again, blimey. Mm. Yeah. Busy today. It mm. is, yeah. Busy yeah. old one, yeah. Uh, and it says hoist the, fla- uh, hoist the black flag for the S97 uh, Raider prototype. Uh, the Lockheed Martin subsidiary Sikorsky has released a new video of the fight, flight testing of their new generation helicopter prototype, the S-97 Raider. Here we go with the video. Mm. Oh, that. look at that.
1: Look, that looks awesome.
0: It's very yeah. impressive. Yeah, for those of you yeah. in the YouTube K- channel, yeah, you will be able to
1: see keep that. Keep talking, people, Car- this yes. is a radio Car-
0: show. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Build is <laughs> the next big thing in Army Aviation. The video shows the coaxial helicopter smoothly gliding through the sky, which is... Good, I suppose. Indeed. Well, one Wouldn't would want to be bumpy, so. yes. would it? Uh, no, indeed. As well but as <laughs> taking off and landing. The Raider is a small and light helicopter, meant to carry no more than two pilots and six troops. Lockheed described the Raider as a light tactical helicopter, meant to operate in both high temperatures, 95 degrees Fahrenheit, which I think wow, is that's about 32 degrees. Like that. yeah. yeah.
2: So it's not that hot, actually. It's not that hot. Hmm. And
0: altitudes of 10,000 feet in the air. They say that it can be adapted for light assault, armed reconnaissance, close air support, search and rescue and even conversion into an unmanned vessel. Uh-oh. UAV? UAV. Mm. The S-97 is intended for the Armed Aerial Scout Program in the US Army. The 200 million dollar project budget was initially designed to replace the OH-58 Kiowa Warrior helicopters, which have been continuously used for scouting and fire support since the Vietnam War. The acquisition program to replace the Kiowa Warrior uh, was placed on hold due to budget cuts, but Sikorsky still intends to complete and sell the Raider to the U.S. military. The Raider is based on the Sikorsky X-2, a $50 million dollar helicopter model first developed in 2008. Sikorsky is famous for their UH-60 Black Hawk utility heli- helicopters and SH-60 Seahawk naval helicopters. Two of the most successful and popular helicopter models of the modern era. And very iconic as well, isn't it? The Black Hawk. Yeah, yeah. Um, used in very lots of movies and things like that. Mm. Lockheed has also unveiled the SB 1 Defiant high speed coaxial helicopter prototype, meant to one day replace the UH 60M Black Hawk Transport. The Defiant, which boasts a top speed of 300 miles per hour, is based off the same X 2 design as the Raider.
1: So so, You're yeah. going to get a chance to go over to uh, to YouTube. There are various um, videos of the the Sikorsky uh, S ninety mm. seven. You definitely want to look at if uh, for those of you who like your military helicopters, especially um, if you Google Sikorsky uh, S ninety seven Raider. It's I mean you've seen the videos that Matt put on the screen now while we're at, while Matt was reading the story, and it's, it just looks. Mm-hmm. I know that's confusing. <laughs> and it looks. It <laughs> does look. Um, <laughs> it looks. From I mean, there's a, there is a video on YouTube actually, but uh, from the front, looking from the front of the helicopter, and it looks kind of Airwolfish,
0: indeed.
1: <laughs> it, it does. Um, <laughs> yeah, for those of you <laughs> who who love <laughs> the the nineteen eighties <laughs> series Airwolf, mm-hmm. uh, from the front, it does look a bit like Airwolf. From uh, the back, it looks like back, Stingray. Yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> yeah the back is like yeah, Stingray, Stingray.
0: <laughs> <da-da-da-da-da-da>. <laughs> um,
1: no, what it does uh, that is really weird. Just looking mm-hmm. helicopter, but. No, it does look quite. Um, yeah, I, I quite like the look at that. Actually, looks like it does of look very small. Looks like a look, like, uh, look, uh, like a black hawk on on steroids. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, think. right. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad, silly, I'm glad we had this yeah.
1: chat. I know. Uh, so, <coughs> There we go. Bring that. Well, bring that. Uh, the military part of the show to a close. So uh, as uh, you may have known, we have obviously got uh, our guest host in the uh, studio with us tonight, Matt Caton, our t-shirt promoter who has got his picture on our website. He's also got his t-shirt on tonight as well and uh no ladies he's not going to take his t-shirt off sorry <laughs> um but uh, no we we obviously we've got you in matt because you you've you've had a few stories over the last few years of uh, there we are for those of you watching <laughs> youtube you can see there he is look that's you <laughs> yes that You're is famous. You up there yeah absolutely. he's famous Indeed. just
0: for the ladies that was taken in my bedroom oh, yeah. oh god dear. <laughs> oh hello. Oh we're off. <laughs> yeah, that's it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Time to
1: get comfortable everyone. Uh, uh, but absolutely. no, you've uh, you've done in the last few years. Man's done quite Actually a few. before you before you start this.
2: Uh, I have got a bone I've got a bone to pick actually. Um uh Listeners, uh, dear listeners, if anybody has any ideas about what could be played from this every time he mentions over there some kind of Lockheed-related r- aircraft, Not very often. ideally a TriStar, perhaps, uh, I, I've got my own rickets, for want of a better word. Uh, any suggestions as to what... Oh, here we go, you see. Any suggestions as to what could be played out every time Carlos goes on some kind of TriStar-related <laughs> rant? Uh, answers on a postcard, please, to the usual places. Postcards. Podcast. We're going old school Yeah, we're now, going old we're school, school yeah. Yeah schools oh, okay but po- yes yeah it's uh, po- a <laughs> podcast at plain oh. audio files will also be accepted mm. anyway you can carry on now <laughs> so carrying on <laughs>
1: Carlos I Piper. will get my own back Liz Piper's I but, will get my own back Liz Piper's But love Carlos's Hair under his hat What you didn't Take it off did you no, Good lord <gasps>
2: oh You will frighten The locals Stop it Stop it Yeah, I, he, I don't know why He wears a hat He, he always a wears because a hat it's he has tradition It's your uniform has, has, isn't it? Yeah well my he uniform. has Got like a full head Of hair And there aren't Many people at his oh, age no. Who can boast A full head of hair He is quite old uh,
1: So <laughs> moving on back onto form (laughs) oh you want to do an aviation show I'm so sorry (laughs) so in the in the last few years uh, our guest has flown on uh, well you've flown mostly Virgin haven't you in the last few years but you had you had an issue a few years back when you um, when you well firstly you had a delay didn't you
0: we had a delay on the 747 um, coming home from Vegas and that was a nightmare because we had to spend an extra 24 hours there on the strip Oh no! Which was hellish. Um, <laughs> yeah, for right. the bank balance. Yeah, but
2: hellish for the bank that bank balance. But that is all. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I actually won all my money back on that last <laughs> night, so that was quite good, <laughs> winning. Yeah. But the issue is, obviously, the seven seven's getting a little bit older now, so um, they're getting a little bit more unreliable, <gasps> perhaps. Um, Shut up, Captain Nick. Yeah, I'm sure some people <laughs> would agree with that. <laughs> yeah so we w- we spent 12 hours in an airport waiting for it to be repaired because of the high winds on the airport Um they didn't have a hangar that they could put the 747 in to fix the the aircraft because of the high winds um, but you know this, this is a part and parcel with air travel something sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't mm-hmm. um, um, we got some compensation we got 600 euros uh, which works out exactly two days wages uh, which is exactly two days that I missed at work. Okay. Oh blimey. Um. Because because it took that long for you to
2: get back. Yeah. Wow.
0: So. That's not good, is it? Because you've got a well, you've also got to add in the, the point that we live so far away from an airport. It takes mm. half a day to get home does, as well. Yeah, so, pretty much. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was. That yeah, was I mean,
2: we we all love to look, uh, fly from Norwich, but none of us are millionaires, so yeah. uh, so <laughs> so, uh, so
1: on on top of the the f- the money you got back from from Virgin, what else did you get? I mean, how were they quite? Yeah, you know, we also quite got um,
0: quite a lot of air miles given to us. Ooh, Ooh um, Pittsburgh, everyone, yay! <laughs> so I d- <laughs> I s- I encourage people to uh, delay their flights as much as they can, just for the air miles. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> yes, the, the year later, we then booked the same flight, same holiday, um, and we used our air miles to upgrade to first class. Oh wow! So this is how I've been able to afford it. I'm not <laughs> that rich, everybody. No. Even no. though I am a model. Uh, <laughs> us models don't make that much money. No, no so indeed. Especially not PTUK
2: ones. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: no, it's the cheque hasn't arrived yet. Carlos, no, no. is uh, no, no. that? it's post? been
1: sent by Royal Mail. It's it's a bit uh, like uh, Matthew Bunting Frame's T-shirt. Yeah, it takes okay. twenty-three days to get there. <laughs> um, but yeah, you got you, you got your air miles. So, so uh, you got quite
0: a few air miles from Virgin for that delay. Uh, yeah, I think I got thirteen thousand. <gasps> wow, wow. Which yeah. was pretty good. But the uh, the worst thing was that we were booked into the upstairs of the seven four seven, and because of the de- del- delay, lots of people jumped flights. So that meant that the aircraft was. Um, considerably smaller in passengers on the way home, and they shut the upstairs cabin. Oh, you're joking? Oh. So we had to yeah. go and sit in the steerage, right? <gasps> and they offered us a free ticket anywhere in the world apart from Australia uh, with Virgin Airlines. Why not okay. Australia? Yeah. <laughs> too much money, too I far. Yeah, it yeah.
1: cost them too much. I don't know yeah, if yeah. it's
0: because Virgin Australia is different, it's a different business to maybe a subsidiary or Virgin something, Amantic. maybe. Yeah, it just seems a bit strange they
2: say so you can have any ticket to anywhere in the world, except Australia. Except <laughs>
0: Australia. So yeah, yes, yeah. so
2: there'll be somebody somewhere in the chat room who'll be able to answer the reason for that, I'm quite sure. So uh, we'll we'll watch it with, uh, with interest. But, uh, I so don't know, the chat room's going on about 80s
1: films.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Blue yeah. Thunder, that was a good one.
1: But I don't remember Blue Thunder. So you've got your compensation then, your air miles, and obviously your money. From from Virgin for the delay, so you um, you upgraded yourself. Was, I presume it was recently. for both of
0: you, actually, because you weren't traveling alone, were you? No, it was with my wife. So the first yeah. time we went, we got married in Vegas. Oh, um, that was the whole point of going there. Yeah. Uh, so we both got the compensation. We both got the air miles, mm. and then subsequently, we both got the upgrade. Of course, yeah. Uh, and we're
2: both bumped into the uh, in steerage. Both uh, right, steerage. okay,
0: yeah. Um, but luckily, because there were so little passengers at the back we mm. basically had a whole row of seats to ourselves okay so, so, it, so it wasn't we awful we could stretch out so yeah.
2: I- is it uh, i mean i presume this is a return flight they're not just going to fly you out to one location and then you're stranded there and got to get your way home
0: no it's a return it's a return
2: so mm. so uh, uh, well you just got to find a hotel then basically for a nice yeah. holiday somewhere yeah
0: the problem is that uh, when you work out how much it costs mm. for a package holiday oh, I see. and then you work out how much it costs to book the hotel, a hotel on its yes, own of course separately, yeah. it works out the same price <laughs> ironically yeah so the the, there tic- must be some the ticket was wasted really mm. um, well i wouldn't i wouldn't say i wouldn't it say seemed wasted. good at the time but um didn't really well, work out for us
2: i mean is there, i mean i suppose i suppose is there somebody you know that you where you could go and sort of stay with them if you like so it's like you know, have a free flight to friends for friend yeah, abroad. if
0: you knew people abroad mm. you could I'm guessing you don't. Unfortunately, um, no, I don't. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh. I'll borrow
1: them off you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's not. So how was how, how your how is your first class? Well, no, it's upper class, isn't it? With Virgin, mm. they yes, call it's upper it, class. Yeah, upper class, they call their um, their first class. So how was that? Because you flew, you've have you you flown upper class on the seven four?
0: Did the seven yeah. four start with?
1: And you've done the Dreamliner as well.
0: We did the Dreamliner this time because our flight was cancelled from Gatwick on the way out. (laughs) Really? (laughs) This is going really well. You don't have a lot of of luck here with Virgin. I don't have much luck at all, no. No. (laughs) Um, So I had a phone call from Virgin to say the flight had been cancelled and the best that they could do would be to give us a flight from Heathrow to LA and then we'd have to get an internal flight from there to Vegas. Wow. So the downside of that is the two flights Thing. I'd love, after, I'd after love after that. After <laughs> 10 hours of sitting on an airplane, you then got to get on another airplane. Yay! Uh, but the the good thing about that was that we were flying first class this time because we managed to get a really cheap ticket. Uh, there was a sale on, and we just happened to book it at the right time. Um, but we didn't get the full-on first class. Full-on first class gives you a chauffeur service to the airport. <laughs> mm. Oh, hello. If you pay the full right £4,000 a seat ticket one way we didn't get that because we had a cheap ticket Uh, but in in a way of compensation Virgin offered us a chauffeur driven car from Gatwick to Heathrow because our car was going to be parked at Gatwick
1: okay so you're a a few miles away between airports so
0: we had this a nice guy I can't remember his name now um, that's a bit rude (laughs) (laughs) Albert his name was Albert Albert. Albert So he came at half past five in the morning. He came to our car park, picked us up, took us to Heathrow, drove us straight into the Virgin Lounge uh, meeting meet and greet area for the first class passengers. And you, li- it's literally a separate exit in the airport. You don't know it's there. Uh, he did, obviously, because he got us there. And they <laughs> they take your bags out the car. Yeah. You show him your passport and and your details, and he just walk straight through security security is very small in the first class well yeah from that area there were six of us going through there at the time and we looked through the window and there were 600 going through the the normal security (laughs) so um yes it's very nice we ended up in the lounge i had a haircut really yeah in the lounge
2: lounge? yeah (laughs) cool
0: Uh, the hairdresser said that she cut boris johnson's hair just a week earlier
2: Hmm. oh right okay why did she bother
0: um she (laughs) I would argue she didn't do a very good job. No, um, indeed, I, w- I, w- I <laughs> would agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's still
2: breathing. He should have done a full Sweeney Todd. But anyway, that's a uh, that's not a subject matter for for this show.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> so yes, I definitely recommend First Class Virgin if you get the chance. Um, the 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 change in flight meant that we flew the Dreamliner Dash Nine. She had
1: a Dash Nine. She so had the the, uh, the the slightly larger of the Dreamliner, the Dash Nine. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. So we flew out of Heathrow on that, um, and that's got three uh, first-class seats abreast in the in the cabin. Um, two of those seats face each other, or the the pods, and in the third row faces inwards towards the plane. But you you're not looking at anyone else, um, so that's a little bit more private. If you go on see Guru, you'll be able to see that this seat on the left-hand side of the of the cabin. It's a little bit more sought after because you get the privacy in your pod, uh, which is quite nice. Um, the seats are so exactly the same on the 747 as they are on the new Dreamliner. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's had
2: like a, re- a, like the interiors had like a, a retro fit, if you like, to sort of match the new So the actual, the the actual
0: first class, the, the upper
1: class seats, the, the, the first class upper class seats in the, the four are the same as the Dreamliner. Exactly the, the same, Dreamliner. Yep. Yep. yeah Yep, same
0: screens, um, same seats, same layout basically um obviously you get the mood lighting and the uh the oxygen pumped in on the dreamliner which is very nice
1: slightly d- lower cabin altitude yeah make you feel better when you get there less tired less <laughs> tired yeah, yeah less tired yeah.
0: yeah yeah we struggled really badly with uh jet lag this time coming home mm. uh we weren't so bad last time mm. um whether that's just because I'm a year older than I was last year, I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not sure a year makes much
1: difference. I've got to be honest. He's <laughs> younger than that. He's younger um, than us. Oh, is he? Yeah. Um,
0: I did turn 40 this year, so yeah. oh, oh not,
2: yeah. by then, not, yeah. not by much then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, oh. there we are.
1: What about uh, the actual package itself, TV-wise, video, the screen quality? Because I know you're you're quite a, uh, a connoisseur of uh, quality, high quality D, D, yeah, HD, HD uh, screen. It's
0: terrible. Really? Yeah. I tried to watch Star Wars Rogue One. Oh. And I couldn't see it. It was too dark. Oh. And a lot of films. um, Anything by Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're all quite dark. Is that even adjusting the brightness on the screen and stuff? Couldn't Mm. couldn't work out how to do it. Because on the Dreamliner, you've got touchscreen. Yeah. Which is good. Um, And that was better, definitely. But the 747 coming home was terrible. Couldn't adjust Mm. the brightness. um, Couldn't see the films. Mm. So... That was a bit of a down downer. And also, sometimes when you fly out somewhere, you get a different set of films to what you get when you fly home. But on The Virgin, it's the same films. It's the same films. Oh, right. Okay. And there was quite a, quite a lot of se- a selection there. Mm. Um, but so okay. food food and drink-wise? Food and drink was excellent. Always excellent on Virgin. Um, can't... Can't fault it. Can't fault it, really. Mm. Yeah. In terms well, of it. service. Service yeah. is great. The people on there look after you. nothing mm. none, so so all in all if you're gonna fly i would definitely recommend virgin yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he's not paying me to say that no okay indeed
1: yes no. is it just Yeah, you know, it's just because it's a boeing i suppose no, no well it's well it's uh, yeah it's about yeah, yeah. Til Til I I get, I if I get you get the there. chance <laughs> to
0: go from heathrow um it, it would be lovely if they did heathrow to las vegas because i'd love to go on the dreamliner mm. i definitely definitely like the plane
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I must admit, I did uh, did as well. And I'll be I'll be flying home on a Dreamliner Dash oh, Nine. will you? With Air Canada
0: Ooh, next
1: month you. from uh, from uh, from, uh, from yeah Toronto. Back to, Toronto, back to Heathrow, yeah. 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 <laughs> Flying out in the triple seven, I will mm. say, with Air Canada. So the chat room is going mental, talking mm. about eighties eighties programs, retro, yeah, retro programs. Yeah. Top Gun being the uh, you know mm-hmm. the uh, well, the choice. I'm sorry, I-,
2: I loved. I know it's a helicopter, but I loved Airwolf. That was my favourite.
1: I know, but that Blue Thunder. Favorite. I can't believe it. I don't even remember yeah. Blue Thunder. Oh, what Blue was Blue Thunder. Thunder. Blue Thunder was was kind of a a, a poor man's Airwolf. Hey! I think. <laughs> <laughs> if one, uh, it
0: was kind of the MacGyver to the A team uh, oh. kind of thing. Oh, you know? right. okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll, yeah. St- I'll stick with my Airwolf <laughs> then. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So
1: we we are gonna gonna wrap up the show this yeah. week.
2: I should it's, just say I just, we, we've been we've been uh, chatting about Owen, most, like mentioning Owen most of the evening. I should just say that he's watching it as you should do. He's got he, he's in his lounge at the moment with a friend. They've got a beer. They've got their tea in front of him. So Owen and uh, and Enrique are busy eating and watching the show. Look, there we are. That's the way forward. Oh, isn't nice it? beer there. Yeah, it well is done. absolutely what we got there. What, what is, Somebody identify the beer. Amstel. 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 Oh, yeah,
3: good choice. Good Amstel.
2: choice. So, yes, absolutely. Oh. Do feel free to uh, send us pictures,
1: by the way, of, of how you are watching uh, the show for <laughs> next week. And, uh, we'll Glenn Taylor, actually, Just- Glenn Taylor, going back to that last bit you talk talking about, Matt, Glenn Tal has said that the 747s aren't going to be around much longer, so don't worry about the lack of uh, decent IFE. Good. <laughs> okay. There we go.
2: Right. Well, there we are. Uh- so <clears throat> we're going to
1: bring episode 161 of the Plain Talking UK podcast to a close. So I'm going to say a big thank you to... Our t-shirt wearer, indeed. Matt Caden, for joining us on the show this evening. Thank you very much for having yeah. me. Thanks for coming on. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. You've, uh, oh, you've been yeah. well and truly blessed now with
2: the uh, PTUK mm. goodness. Indeed, absolutely. So uh, obviously, uh, the model is here in the studio. Maybe we should make him stand up and do it live. Uh, but uh, oh, there we go. Oh. It is. Uh, oh, 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 hello. <laughs> 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 There we go. So, if you would like to buy a one of our marvelous T-shirts, there we are. Look, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It is uh, www.plaintalkinguk.com forward slash store. That's how you get your stalk. Hands. Store? No, not yeah. No, I think that's what Matt's going to have by the end of this. Loads of stalkers. Uh, so it's yeah www.plaintalkinguk.com forward slash store. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, they are great quality t-shirts. Oh yeah, has to be said. So uh, if yeah, you are able to uh, get yourself
1: one of those, please. There's do. a couple of people in the chat room tonight who've ordered a t-shirt. We have got a mm. new order on a new order of t-shirts. Yes, on absolutely. Order. They've been very popular. Uh, I'm they've to been say. popular. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to soon as get those t-shirts yep. get. Uh, get delivered to me I shall send them out to you ASAP
2: indeed if you want to get in touch with the show you can do that by the usual uh, methods it is www.plaintalkinguk.com. as I said our email address is at is uh podcast at plain talking UK our Twitter handle if you want to go to Twitter it's twitter.com forward slash plain talking UK or at plain talking UK is our handle and it's facebook.com forward slash plain talking UK and as I said please if you want to send in we love to receive your audio and video feedback because um, we've got all the bells and whistles here to be able to do that so uh, it is podcast at plain talking com
1: and don't panic uh, Micah. I shall get the uh get the list off to you asap me and Gemma have got a, a very rare weekend off tomorrow Ooh. or saturday off tomorrow oh, together. I so well, i actually well, get to is see this your shopping list yeah you get to spend the... some time with your oh, wife well, oh, yeah, this, is, this is a special shopping list for micah so um oh is it oh, yeah okay. so before we wrap up the show don't forget we we are going to be doing the pittsburgh uh wings of a pittsburgh show me and matt are coming out to there next month for those of you who don't already know and where uh, have you been we, <laughs> where have you been <laughs> absolutely we are Immensely looking forward to it. It's going to be a fantastic be few fun. days. Yeah, and, we, and we're looking forward to meeting all those guys who we met last year at Farnborough and also everyone else who we haven't met yet in, in, yeah, the, in the flesh. Indeed, yeah. So don't forget, let, look out on our Facebook and Twitter feeds for when next week's show is going mm-hmm. to be. Yep. And uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're going to thank everyone for joining us tonight on the that show. That is so, as we wrap up episode
2: number 161, it, all that remains us to do is to say goodbye. So, everyone, say Goodbye! Bye.
0: goodbye. Bye.